Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Bonjour. Hello. Hello. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Uh, it's Ollie Richards here, your host, and uh, the host for the for this and the previous 351 episodes. How about that? You know, um, I always talk about consistency in language learning being the most important thing. Well, consistency in podcasting is a big thing as well, apparently. I mean, <laughs> I, don't know. I think the fact that I have just kind of, I have turned on the microphone twice a week, more or less, for the last um, ooh, five years. My, oh, wow. It's almost going to be five years. That's insane. Well, I'm sure that that has a lot to do with the, um, the popularity of the podcast. Um, so anyway, that's just something that came into my mind as I was uh, <laughs> deciding what to say at the beginning of this episode. If if you have had any value from this podcast over the last uh, few episodes or months or years, then um, I'd love it if you left me a review, um, whether that's on Spotify. Um, can you review episodes on Spotify? I don't know. Whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, please uh, consider taking a second to, to leave a, a rating and review for the podcast. The reason being um, is that that's what helps other people find the podcast. So it's kind of handy for me. Anyway, this is the place where we talk about language learning. I, um, in case you're new to the podcast, I I speak eight languages, um, but that's becoming more and more of a difficult thing to claim because, you know, in the last few years, I've been using certain languages less and less. So do I still speak them? That's the big question, isn't it? What does it mean to speak a language? Anyway, I've learned a lot of languages over, over the years, and uh, this is the the place where I like to um, answer your questions about language learning. Uh, if you'd like to find out more information about me or what we do, then um, head over to my website, IWillTeachYouALanguage.com, where we have a whole bunch of stuff, articles, courses, books for your uh, language learning pleasure. I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, a place that gives lots of people lots of language learning pleasure, which is, of course, italki, where you can get lessons. Basically, you get into contact with native speaker teachers of the language that you're learning. Uh, it's a great place to, to to find teachers, to arrange lessons over the internet um, at times and places that suit you. And if you'd like to get a free lesson with italki, you can uh, go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, without any further ado, uh, it's time for today's question from Hank. Hey, Ollie, this is Hank from Oklahoma. I had a question in relation to your recent post about not learning two languages at the same time. I recently wanted to possibly look at to learning Latin or ancient Greek in addition to German, um, but I read your post and I was curious if your um, advice not to take um, more than one language at a time applies to those languages that are no longer spoken and are mostly just used for reading. Is there a difference between, say, learning German and another living language, and that's unadvised, um, versus learning German in a dead language that's no longer spoken, really? Or is it applicable ac across the board just not to um, learn any language, dead or living, alongside German? Because I was looking at dabbling into some Latin. Um, I have a trip coming up, but I don't want to mess up my German. So if learning a language like Latin just through reading is not an option, I want to know. Thanks so much. 
Hey, Hank, thank you very much for your for your question. I hope life is treating you well in Oklahoma. I've never been to Oklahoma. Well, I'd like to. Maybe I'll plan a, a trip sometime. I am due over in the US uh, this year, uh, but it's not confirmed yet. So uh, we'll, we'll wait to see. And of course, the US is a big place. So even if I was in the US, the chances of me being anywhere near Oklahoma are pretty slim. But uh, nevertheless, got to have a bucket list of places to go, right? So um, Hank's question is all about learning two languages at the same time. As long-term listeners to the podcast will know, this comes up a lot. Uh, I think most of you are probably familiar with my position on this, um, but it doesn't stop um, many people resisting the advice, I think. And um, I really I really like hearing all these different um, whatabouts, which, which come back uh, come get thrown back at me from from this from my basic stance of don't learn two languages at the same time um but it's very useful because it's useful to kind of clarify to clarify this through through different lenses so let me just lay out my position first of all um which is that learning two languages at the same time is not uh, to be encouraged if your aim is to learn the two languages in question at the most efficient rate possible and this is key this is a key a key a very important if here so what i try to do with my advice here on the podcast is to is to explain what works from my perspective um to learn a language as quickly as possible because what most people are, are asking themselves is hey i've been learning whatever language spanish for a long time now i'm not having success what do i need to do in order to become fluent right that's the key question on people's minds and so if the question is, for whatever language you're learning, how do you have success with that language as quickly as possible with as least with as little pain as possible so that you could actually make it a part of your life and start to use this language to live, then uh, in that case, learning two languages or adding another language into the mix is not advisable because the only thing you will achieve by doing that is to reduce the focus that you're putting on the main language that you're learning. And learning a language is a function of focus and depth of focus. The number one of the one of the main things that you can do to Im improve or increase the the amount of the bang for your buck that you get from every hour you sit down to study is try to focus in more depth. You know, spend longer immersed in the language. Um, to try to focus, bring more of your concentration to to bear on, on the task of learning a language, right? And so, really, the this is something that you do with one language. When you're when you're learning one language by itself, you just want to make it really a part of your world as much as possible. You know, whether whether whatever you do, whether you like to read or whether you like to speak or meet people or, or just watch TV, whatever it is, like you want to just get yourself into that world as much as possible because you'll start that's when you'll start learning more. So that's that's my basic position. But there is a there is a huge kind of caveat to all of that, which is that if efficiency and you know speed of learning is not your most important goal, it's not your main goal and it's not the most important thing for you, then feel free to ignore what I've just said. Uh, you know, if you're learning, I remember a, a wonderful question from a girl in Australia. And I'm a, if you're listening now, I'm afraid I, I don't remember your name. It was some a number of years ago, but she was she was quite exasperated at, th at this advice of not learning multiple languages and said, "But, but Ollie, I, I just love all these languages. I love uh, Korean and Mandarin and Indonesian and all these. Can, why can't I learn those languages?" And my reply was, "Okay, go ahead, learn them. 
if, if this is a passion thing, if you if you really have this curiosity for the world and you want to go out and learn all about these languages, then please don't not do that on my account. Go go ahead, do whatever feels right, do whatever makes you feel kind of nourished and 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 uh, and, and alive and satisfies your curiosity. And I think if in, so, bringing this to to your case, Hank. It's ultimately going, my advice is ultimately going to come down to that, and your the importance that you the relative importance that you place on your main language, or um, the the second language that you want to learn. So you, you know your your situation is that you you've got a trip coming up to Germany, I believe, and you and you don't want to to mess up your German, but you're at the same time you're interested in dabbling in, in Latin. I, I think I'd need to have a longer conversation with you, like in order to to try and understand like where you're at with both of those languages, and and then you know, in particular your German, and you know what the nature of the trip is, in order to really give give proper advice. But let me make a couple of assumptions, and then you can kind of deduce from there what how it best applies to your to your situation. I'm going to assume that your German is already fairly good because you're going to Germany, and um, and you know you want to use it when you're there. In, if that's the case, then look, I mean, dabbling with a little bit of Latin is not going to make any difference whatsoever um, because you've already got that level in your German, whatever it is. And, you know, it's very unlikely that, you know, over the space of a, of a, a couple of weeks or months, you're going to you're going to forget that German. So on that basis, you know, dabble away in Latin. I think it's fine. Now, if, on the other hand, you are kind of um, in the process of learning German and, you, and you're just... Um, you're very much actively learning and finding your your feet in the language and then you're trying to get your german as good as it can be for your for your trip you see this is the kind of situation where you've got to say right what's more important for me it, do do i really want to get is this trip so important that i really want to get my german up to speed to the best of my ability so that i'm ready and i can use it when i go to germany um and if that's the case then you know, you just have to ask yourself, right? Well, if I take time away from my German for Latin, what effect is that going to have? And the obvious effect is, well, you will learn less because you're spending less time on it. And then, to what extent is the 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 thinking about or the engaging with another language going to interfere with my German? And I don't you see. I don't know any dead language. I don't know Latin, but. I think it's inevitable that it, that it will interfere in some way in in the short term, because ultimately, what is a language other than um, it's it meaning it's expressing meaning through different means, right? It's expressing meaning through different ways, and okay, so you, you you may not be speaking Latin, but you will be really engaging mentally with the phraseology of the Latin and the vocabulary of Latin, the grammar of Latin, in order to make sense of it, right? And that works both ways. You'll be trying to understand the Latin that you read, but you'll also be trying to construct sentences, even if, if just in your mind, right? And so I think inevitably that is going to interfere with, with your German. I think it just really depends on, a lot of it depends on where, you're, what you're, where your German is at. And I think if, you know, if, my, here's, here's, here's the advice I would give you. So if you are um, still really in the process of learning German and you really want to make your trip a success, then just focus on your German because Latin learning any other language dead or alive will interfere because it's it's going on inside your brain, right? Regardless of whether it's a dead language or a living language, your brain is going to have to divert resources to, to making sense of that language. 
If, on the other hand, your German is already fairly bedded down, you know, it's long established, whatever level you're at, and your trip is in the near future, then Latin's not going to, you know, dabbling a little bit in Latin is not going to make much difference. Um, and, you know, on that basis as well, it's your trip, okay, it's coming up, but then you've been learning the language German for, for a long time. So, you know, what what's what's one trip? What's a, what's a few months? It's, it's not, not nothing, you know, here or there, really. So I think ho- hopefully those two kind of perspectives give you something to work with. You might also like to go back and listen to, to the, the last episode, actually, where Elliot was asking something similar, which is like, what, you know, what's the role of, of, uh, of, of breaks or time off or periodization, as, as he put it, um, in, in language learning? You know, how does that affect, affect it? And this always, at the end of the day, has to come down to your aims and what you want to do. And, uh, you know, if ultimate efficiency is the aim, then no, stick with the German. But, you know, if this is about living your life and enriching your life, um, and there's not too much at stake with this trip coming up, then, you know, go for it because Latin is great. And I dare say that in the long run, Latin will, will help your German as well, because, you know, Latin being a very kind of grammar heavy language and German also having uh, its fair share of tricky grammar as well, you know, something to something to consider. So I hope that's, uh, I hope that's helpful, Hank. I think the headline, the headline point behind you, behind your question was, you know, does this advice about not learning two languages stand for living or dead languages? Um, and my, my reply is, yeah, it's kind of both. Re- applies equally to both because your brain is going to have to do the same thing whether or not you're you're speaking it. So that's helpful. If you'd like to ask me a question like Hank did, please go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask, A-S-K, and you can do that. And um, yeah, at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And we've just been talking about 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 German, about grammar, Latin and German, obviously both being very well known for their, their grammatical nature or the grammatical struggles. Um, but learning grammar doesn't have to be hard. In fact, it can be fun. And uh, a year or so ago, I produced a, a series of uh, programs called Grammar Hero, which is all about uh, learning grammar through story, because people tend to obsess over grammar, particularly grammar rules, and they kind of tend to drive themselves crazy. Uh, thinking about trying to understand grammar rules through the frame of of rules. But actually, you can learn uh, grammar very naturally and with much less hassle by, um, by doing it through a content-based approach. So you're exposing yourself to the language and letting the rules kind of take care of themselves in your brain. It's not quite as simple as that, but my Grammar Hero program um, does exactly that. And so what, what I've done is I've produced a series of, uh, a series of stories that are written with large numbers of examples of various different grammar points in them so that you get to focus on those grammar points um, through a story rather than through a set of rules. So if you're struggling with the grammar of a, of a language, then uh, you might like to have a look at Grammar Hero. I will put a link in the show notes. We have it available in six languages. You can also go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash grammar hero to find out more information about that. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Hank, for your question. And I'll see you back in the next episode of the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. What is the most difficult stage in learning a new language? Well, many people will tell you that it is speaking. It's when you first start to speak and you have those kind of terrifying conversations in front of a native speaker for the first time. And it's terrifying because you realize that actually all that stuff you thought you knew 
Well, it turns out you didn't know it quite as well as you thought. You begin to freeze up, you trip over, the, over your words, your memory just stops working, and speaking is just an all-round distressing experience. We've all been there, I've been there in many, many languages. And, and to help with this, I've written a series of books called 101 Conversations. And these conversations are designed to tell a story. So right from the first one to the very last one, it tells a really interesting story that's completely set in the target language. And these, because these are conversations, there is no narrative. There's no fluffy descriptions. It is just blow by blow, real conversations in the target language that are gonna help you learn and memorize the most important words and phrases in the language so that you can speak with more confidence. Now, these books I've written in French, German, Italian, Spanish, English, and they're all available on Amazon. So if you head over to amazon.com and you search for Ollie Richards 101, then they should pop right up. That is on amazon.com, search for Ollie Richards 101, and you can find there the Kindle version, the paperback version, the audio version, so that you can train your ear at the same time. There is this, these will keep you busy for weeks, if not months, and they're also super affordable. So I hope you go and check them out, and I hope you enjoy the books. Once again, on Amazon.com, simply search Ollie Richards 101.